Well, praise God. Good morning, Peninsula Hope family. I hope you guys are doing really well this week. I hope that you guys have been adjusting a little bit better this week than the last two our new normal that we're experiencing here. Let me open up with some prayer and uh, then we'll get to the word of God. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak to me and through me, Lord, as we take a look at your word and how to apply it to our lives. Lord Jesus, I pray for the world, for everyone everywhere with all the challenges and anxieties that are going on. Lord, help us to focus on you and your word and your promises. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, I'm so excited that uh, many people have been adjusting to the new normal in a lot of positive ways. And I know for myself, things are getting to be a little bit more comfortable with the ways that we've had to make some adjustments. And just this week, probably one of the greatest indicators that I can think of that we're experiencing a new normal was the NFL draft. And I know some of you are saying, oh, here's another sports uh, illustration. But I think it's a good one because this week the NFL draft took place. And for those of you guys that may have watched it, you understand that for the first time ever, it was held online and it really seemed more like fantasy football draft than anything else but one of the really incredible things about the nfl draft is that we get to see where players are drafted if they're taken number one or if they're taken as the very last person in the draft and it's so interesting to see where players are drafted and how their careers end out playing out. And then years later, you get to watch documentaries on Sports Center and you hear general managers and you hear owners saying, we missed out on such a great opportunity to draft an incredible player. And I think historically, probably the biggest missed opportunity for the majority of the NFL is San Mateo's very own Tom Brady. And for those of you the guy, uh, that are fans of football, you know that Tom has gone on to appear in nine Super Bowls, winning six of them. So they call him the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time. And we can see a similar thing in our own Christian walks. As we've been talking about Acts, we know that after Jesus' resurrection, he gave the disciples and the early church the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. And part of the Great Commission process outside of going and teaching and baptizing is not missing out on opportunities. So today we're going to take a look at one of the first opportunities that the disciples had to fulfill the Great Commission. And it's found in Acts 1, or excuse me, Acts 3, verses 1 through 10. And it says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. 
he jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So the first thing that we see her happening in this interaction is Peter and John, they paid attention. And this is so important. Again, Acts 3 and 4 says, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. When the Great Commission was given, the disciples were told to start out in Jerusalem. And this is because it was the nearest place of opportunity. It's where they lived. And since the disciples were Jewish, this meant that the most logical place to start was the temple. So that's what we see Peter and John doing. We're also told that they arrived at three in the afternoon, which was one of the times of prayer. This meant that they would be around the most people possible. And this is likely the same reason that the lame man was put there as well, because he was there hoping to get alms, hoping to get money from passersby going into worship. Another interesting aspect when you dig into this and you look at Jewish culture is that giving alms or giving to the poor was one of the three core tenets of what it meant to be a devout Jew. However, the interesting thing is most of these Jewish individuals, they were in such a rush to get to the temple to prayer that they gave their alms. They probably just maybe threw them at his feet, but they really weren't paying attention. And this got me, or actually reminded me of this comedy that Sandra Bullock uh, put out years ago. It was called Two Weeks Notice. And there's a scene where Sandra Bullock, who's a lawyer, she's just so preoccupied with things and she's walking down a city street and, and she sees this guy and she thinks that he's homeless. And so she goes and she throws some coins into his coffee. Well, what she didn't realize was he wasn't homeless. He was a construction worker and he was just dirty from a day's work. And so he got so upset. So instead of helping the situation, she made it worse. And that's because she was not truly paying attention. I saw an author that talked about opportunities and not missing them like this. They said, real opportunities are like salespeople that knock on the door or call us while we eat dinner at night. We don't want to open the door because we are irritated. We think we know how it's going to pan out or we're too scared to say no when they ask us a question. Real opportunities are the ones we don't immediately see. They come by at the most unexpected, mostly inopportune times. We are so obsessed with other distractions or our own opinions that we normally miss the majority of opportunities that come across our path. So it's so important that we pay attention. Now, along with paying attention, the next thing that we see here with Peter and John is they were generous. Acts 3 and 6 says, then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. 
So we see that Peter gave all that he had. He didn't hold anything back. He gave what he had. And on the surface, I'm sure to this lame man, the silver and gold, it probably, it probably felt or seemed like the most valuable thing that he could ask for or the most valuable thing to expect. But in reality, the silver and gold, it did not compare to the healing that he would receive. And so when we're talking about generosity, it's not about money. It's interesting that when we look at the Greek and the Hebrew, it gives us a better understanding of generosity. The Greek word for, genero uh, for generosity or generous is um, haplotes, and it means sincerity, purity, or graciousness. And the Hebrew word for generous is barakah, which means blessing. And so generosity is about blessing. It's about a sincerity, a purity of our hearts. That's what generosity is. It's a heart condition, which sometimes may play out as financial support, but many times it's other things. It's being generous with your time. It's taking the time to pray with someone as well. Now the next thing is we continue on in this interaction. We see that Peter and John, they went the extra mile. So they went beyond what they had to do. Acts verses three and seven says, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. The disciples didn't just heal in the name of Jesus. And that's important to understand that it wasn't the apostles that were healing. It was Jesus ultimately working through them, right? So they were healing in Jesus's name. But what they did was they also took his hand and they helped him up. We are told that after helping him up, instantly his feet and ankles became strong. So the man's ability to walk, to be healed, wasn't just receiving the healing, it was the encouragement and support that he got along with that. In life, often it is so much easier to provide the initial help than it is to walk alongside of someone. In the Great Commission, Jesus gave the command to make disciples of all nations. And here's the thing about discipleship. It is not a one-time event. It is a long-term commitment. I was looking at some quotes about going the extra mile. And what's interesting is all the quotes I saw had to do with business. And they're business owners or um, really successful people that said, you know, the key to being successful is going the extra mile for customers or going the extra mile and working harder. And it's got me thinking that, you know, I think the same can be said with our faith as Christians, that if you want to be a successful Christian, then you need to go the extra mile. And so we have to have that mindset. Do we want to be successful Christians, right? Do we want to go out and help people? Amen? There is this interesting thing, though, that we have to keep in mind when we talk about going the extra mile. And that is there are going to be some opportunities that cross our path that are going to be one-time events, 
We're not going to be able to walk alongside of people for the long term. It's gonna be one situation, one response, and that's it. So it's important that we recognize that it is a blessing that we actually can be blessed by blessing others. Proverbs 22 and nine says, the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. So in being generous with others, we also get something out of it. We are also blessed. Peter and John, they didn't receive anything for this healing of the lame man in the name of Jesus. They didn't get a thank you. We don't, we don't read that the lame man jumped up and said, thank you both. We don't see that. They didn't receive any payment. In fact, they didn't have anything, right? And so it would have probably been great if they did get some payment, but they got nothing. In fact, what's so interesting is Peter and John ended up getting put in jail because they used healing the lame man as another opportunity to preach the word of God. And so what they got was some trouble. They got thrown in jail. So some of the opportunities God provides us with, they are gonna be one-time opportunities to serve. We may not get any recognition we may not see the changes that are taking place in the people that we're serving, in the people that we are being generous with our time, with our efforts with. And quite honestly, we may never know if what we did even made a difference. So it's important that we understand, that we get the concept that we are blessed by blessing others. And hopefully this idea, this concept becomes even clearer when you understand that this interaction of the disciples and the lame man being healed, it is an illustration of evangelism. Because for people that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they have needs. They have a great need. And just like that lame man, they may think they know what they need. They may be looking to the world. They may look at all these different things to, to fulfill these desires, these wants that they have. But ultimately what they need is the life-altering change that only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. So as we close out and before I pray, I really want you guys to take this to heart. I want you to think about, especially in this season of sheltering in, in place, when we see so many people that have needs, people that are open to prayer, that are open to people walking alongside of them. I wanna challenge you to look for those opportunities to not miss out on getting to minister to others to get to truly love people where they're at and ultimately to share the gospel message with them. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. Lord, I pray that we take encouragement from your word. I pray, Lord, that each and every day through your Holy Spirit, that we are paying attention, Lord Jesus, that we are being generous, that we are willing to go the extra mile and we understand that it is a blessing to bless others. Holy Spirit, help us to see the opportunities that come across our path. 
Help us to partner with others to transform the Bay Area and beyond through the love of Christ. And we pray this in your name. Amen. We love you guys. We hope you guys are going to join us for our Zoom uh, at 1030 on Sunday. Um, hope to see you guys soon again. Emily and I are praying for you. We love you. Um, have a blessed day.